episode 23. Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the movie pitching podcast with a twist. With me I have Dan and Ryan. And we have a very special treat. We're joined by the very wonderful Molly Grace Cutler and Chris Coxon. Tell us, what is no, Hang this? on, that is not the words that we agreed on, Chris. <laughs> we only so got Sean. one rehearsal. So, Sean. So, Really? Hang on. So, so Sean, what, what is, is a slash dupe? dupe? I'm not going to tell you, but I am going to tell you why we have two guests with us today. Um, for the, you just did. I'm just so I'm just so upset by that. I'm not going to tell you. And nobody at home is going to find out what's like. If somebody has a burning desire to find out, this is their first episode. I don't know why they're jumping in on this. They're never going to find out now because of you guys. Mm. Um, if you ever but, want to find out that it is a unfinished version of a finished film, then, you know, you'll never you'll never know. You'll that. never know. You'll never know. Um, but I will tell you, I will tell everyone why we have two guests with us. So for the final episode of series one of Slash Dupe, we're doing a double feature. So like a Grindhouse series or a double bill, we're bringing two unique titles and all the Slash Duped ideas contained within. And hopefully those two winning ideas can be linked thematically in some way. So that's what we're trying to do. At the end of this entire double feature, we're going to link the two titles of which both our guests do not know the other person's title. We're going to link them at the end of the double feature into, you know, and sort of thematically pull it together like you would if you were doing like a double bill of your two favorite films or you're going to the cinema and seeing a Grindhouse film. That's that's the twist of this episode. Um, Dan, um, yes, it's been a while, hasn't it? And uh, not for Ryan, it's- for what I've heard, because I saw in our diary that you two were recording something together. The diary gave it yeah. away. We had a but, sneaky special. Right. Yeah. So I haven't heard that yet. But how are you, Dan? How have you been? I haven't seen you in, in a I'm literally very seen well. you in a video chat for ages. Yeah, it's been um it's been a quiet yeah. quiet couple of months, really. Yeah. Lazy, really, um, is how I'd describe you, if anyone asks. That's me. exactly it. Being very lazy. Yeah. Um basically well, I'm not doing any work with one of the projects that I'm on, which is building a baby. Yes. Uh, you did kind quite of an important job though nine months pressed ago. Pressed go. Pressed go on the project yeah. and now I'm basically tech support. <laughs> um, and Shout out to all my tech support other... homies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to call ourselves now. <laughs> no, not dads, tech support homies. And the other thing I've been doing, which I've probably mentioned a few times and shouldn't put down my microphone, is um, I've been opening the UK tour of Beautiful, mm-hmm. the Carol King musical. Uh, which I'm really, really proud of, uh, opened at the Leicester Curve, which Ryan came to see, um, which I forgot that he came to see. Yeah, and I d- he didn't service. tell me as well that he went to see it. So No, he came. Yeah, well, he, he could only get one sneaky. free ticket and he chose the better of the two Cosbros, basically. <laughs> the, closer, <laughs> the closer of we the clip two. It, yeah, the not the better, the closer. <laughs> um, and Ryan came to see it. He can tell you when I'm not here what he thought about it. Um, and fortunately, I managed to rope that's the right word, isn't it? A rope to the um, <laughs> bribe to the wonderful bribed, coerced. Uh, since I'm musical director, I told them if they didn't do this podcast, they would have nine o'clock calls for the rest of the run. <laughs> um, I managed to coerce the uh, wonderful Molly Grace Cutler, who mm. plays Carol King in the musical, um, extraordinarily well. She's making faces, but hello, Molly. Show well on a How podcast. are you doing? Hello, thank you. Molly. Thank you for coming on the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. So you've done hundreds of these, thousands of these thousands podcasts. Thousands of what? Oh, so no, you're, none you're at all. you're well-versed in this. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that makes that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, and Molly is uh, phenomenal. Um, I'm going to blow her trumpet because she won't. But um, I don't play a trumpet. That's true. It's one of the few things you don't play. However, <laughs> Molly plays everything live on the all the piano live and sings and plays tambourine Excellent, and guitar. Um, but the reviews have been glowing about her. Nothing less than a five star for Molly Grace Cutler here. Um, and alongside her, I brought along Chris Coxon, who mm-hmm. we see a little less of on stage. But that's because he's... Mercifully, um, based on No, he's, uh, he's on a this. gorgeous, wonderfully talented man. No, he is. Who he is. Uh, is our super swing. Basically, he covers any of us when we're ill or break an ankle or get a snotty nose, get a little boo-boo. Or when perhaps Chris a baby is born. And or perhaps when a baby is born. Um, yeah. Or... In fact, when press night comes along and two members of our cast get COVID and Chris has to go on with no rehearsal, having never done the show in in actuality at all, and still managed to play the drums for the entire show, which is redonkulous. Uh, alongside that, Chris also is the radio presenter of Durham Online. Uh, Durham On Air. Just oh, Durham On Air. Because it's it. on, on air. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a radio thing. Thank you for correcting me. But hello, Chris. Please hello, tell Chris. Us about yourself. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Hello, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. I'm very excited to uh, to make up some films here. Yeah, thanks very Chris much. That's such a perfect a... radio intro, isn't it? I just wanted to say thank <laughs> you for that. It's the most <laughs> professional intro you've had. Molly, you know, star of Cow King, beautiful musical, you know, terrible intro. She can do what she wants. That's all right. She can do what she yeah, wants. Yeah, she's a star. star right? she's, she's a prima donna already, I can tell. Yeah. Um, I've got to work a little bit hard. I've got to prove myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pressure. Chris, um, Chris and I share a dressing room on this leg of the tour, and um, it's very civilized, isn't it? Very civilized dressing room. But today, I walked in at one point, oh, no. and all I heard was, <laughs> <laughs> because he'd he'd smashed his pitch. Apparently, it all come together just as I walked through the door, and oh, I was wow. there for this moment i'm so excited for him well this is one of the joys of being a swing normally when you're a swing you get a lot of time off stage um Mm. so you know normally most shows and i'm listening intently you know making sure i know every single part in this entire show um and and definitely not uh, writing pictures for a podcast (laughs) with the the show that i'm I'm currently in (laughs) but you nailed that you smashed that and at that very moment dan witnessed it I was glad I did. Yeah. Well, I'll let you be the judge of whether smashing actually took place or not, but we'll see. (laughs) Smashing in the dressing room. I've heard of Dan's stories. Hello, Ryan. uh, Thank you for joining us on that note. Um, Ryan, tell me about some double features. I'm going to put you on the spot. Double features, double bills, grindhouse. What what do they have in common? We're going to get to this at the end of part two. Two completely different ideas, but somehow they're going to meld. So what are some double features for us? What can you... Well, I mean, like, you know, Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. No, that's their sequels. That doesn't count. (laughs) Um, I don't know. What would would be a good... Well, we we went to go see a double Mm -hmm. film feature, didn't we, in one day. That's the day I got my PlayStation stolen. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll say less about that. By a family member, no less. But that's all right. Remember, yeah, it was two. Fi- I can't remember which two films we did go to. But actually, you and I have done quite a few double feature days, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, the the most typical example would be like sort of. The, you, I mean, you used to have um, old newsreels. You used to have uh, short films beforehand. Mm. That that would facilitate a double feature. So I suppose the more modern double features would be Pixar films. They'd throw in like their um, their animated shorts ahead of them, yeah. which then the directors a, would then go on to do. 
And what and a, a minion short and a minion short. Yeah, they're rivals. Yeah. Um, would throw in a minion short. Yeah, been very very famously uh, the Grindhouse double feature, which was Quentin Tarantino's mm-hmm. Death Proof. No, I've got the wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, you got it, you got it right, you got it right. Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof and Eli Roth's Planet Terror. Well, it was it was um, uh, Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. But oh, nearly right. Eli, Ro- Eli Roth it. did some Grindhouse. He was probably in there anyway. Those those three have a little love triangle going on anyway. But um, yeah, that's quite famously obviously put on put on as a double feature in. I, don't, I think it was in like a lot of specialized places, wasn't it? It was didn't go to like your Odeons and stuff like that. It went yeah. to. Um, much smaller places. So I think that's sort of been one that, and it, it was to reinvigor this idea of um, small sort of splatter horror films that uh, you can see definitely uh, influenced Tarantino's works with the yeah, amount of yeah, blood yeah, that yeah. goes on. And there's them. usually something, there's usually something that links the two things together. There's, if, if it, it might be thematic as well. Um, it might be just the genre. It might be, maybe there's an actor in the double feature. So yeah. maybe, so maybe I know, um, Molly, I know that I'll reveal the title shortly, but I know that you're gonna uh, grace us first. You're gonna you're gonna do your title first, which is very exciting in your pitch. So, Chris, knowing what you know about your pitch, if you wanted to maybe throw in some ideas that might thematically link the two together, you'd be you'd be more than welcome to, because because none of us know what you're gonna pitch um, in part two. So I don't know if there's if you can surreptitiously like sneak some stuff in there. Okay, uh, without giving too much away about my pitch, um, I mean, any musical numbers would, you know, be welcome, okay. I would say. All right. Um, Interesting. Anything wow. with wow. a kind of um, uh, organised crime, maybe, might, might, might link, link it quite well, perhaps. The musical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, well, musicals are very organised. So I feel like that makes sense. He smashed yeah. it, and some of them are criminal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, thanks for that, Chris. Oh, that was very exciting. Okay, um, all right. Well, I think it's time to reveal uh, the title for part one. So, the title for our double feature uh, slash double feature part one is "Into the Fire." So, Molly, please uh, give us your slash dupe pitch for "Into the Fire." Okay. Have you seen Okja? I know of Okja. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, is that the one with like it's sort of like a hippo thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, I've seen I've seen the trailers, I haven't seen it. Is okay. It a Korean, Korean film? Yeah, mm. Korean film. Molly's so, big into her Korean films. Take that. Nice. <clears throat> but like completely animated. Mm-hmm. Like not just one character, like the whole thing animated. And I really wanted to create a film that was based on you know, all the crazy um, like forest fires that were in Australia recently, yeah, mm-hmm. like the last sort of mm-hmm. during the world dying. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's still I happening. I really wanted like an animated film based on those fires, and there to be like an undiscovered like creature that's like very much like gonna die. Mm. So is this is this a and new creature? Like... Is this a creature that we've never yeah, seen like... before? Like a like a new creation? Like a uh huh, uh huh, mm-hmm. and they need to get it out. I don't know who they are, but people. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll flesh that out, right? We'll figure. <laughs> we'll flesh that one out. But the people, yeah, of some kind, probably an adorable person. I don't want it to be a child, though. No, 
I don't want it to be a child. Why is they that? It, well, I've got to drill down into that. Molly doesn't like children. I'm going to say that's fine. That Neither do I. That, that's, that's absolutely fine. And Great. It's okay to not like children. I think. I think we need to. More people need to not like children. I know Dan's Normalized about to have a second liking one. Children. Yeah, we need. We, Dan... need so. we need to kill more of them on screen. That's what well, we need to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if there was a child in it, they could tragically die. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> and then now the you've creature was saved. Now I like this idea. Okay. Yeah. So is sacrifice themselves. Is it? So is it like a there is a thing creating the forest fires and by removing it it will stop them or is it there are forest fires around this thing and we've got to get in there to save it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just what I'm thinking of right now. Mm-hmm. That's how ideas but are made. Obviously, the fires are created yeah. because of uh, you know global warming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. So I want that to stray be stray cigarette strong. butts. Straight, yes, and that too. It can't um, be both, though, can it? Combination. Well, it is the combination of the two, isn't it? Yeah. It's dried out. Climate change has dried out the forests. Okay. Which means a, a thrown away cigarette butt okay. causes a, a fire that wouldn't yeah. have happened previously. Okay. What is this wonderful thing right. that's, that's, that needs to be saved? This creature? I don't know. What, what is it, it in Okja? It it's like a weird pig thing. It's like a like pig a, thing. It's like a pig cow, right? Yeah, so I kind of want like a mutation uh-huh. on like a koala kangaroo esque. Is it cute? Koala of kangaroo. Of course it's cute, okay. but like I weird just cute. To check. Weird cute. Weird cute. Okay. I want it to be Can like. It climb trees. Yes. So it's got the koala climbing Still, tree thing. But it's got a big tail. Big tail. Here we are. Cool. For balance. What colour? I haven't. I haven't. Is it furry? For balance. Yeah. I'm not up on world anthropology, but they right. often talk about the missing link, right? And I feel like, is mm. that some kind of thing we haven't discovered? Uh, it's it's not how we can Yeah. It could be. Molly, so does could... it have a name? Sorry, Ryan. I need just need to, we need to refer to this does thing as something. Does it have a name? As in like a, as in like a species name. name or a name? I guess, but I guess both. But really like the, the, the kids that die tragically at the end in a fire yeah. and burn to death, they need to be able to... I call it something, right? Like, so not it's, they wouldn't call it, you know, it's genus, right? They'd call it, they'd call mm. it something. The natural name. Yeah. What springs mm. out to you that, with this, this horrible koala, this lovely koala kangaroo thing? This horrible koala that kids die. Koala? Kids I, die. Maybe you need to flesh the, it out a little bit more. Is this me. happening in the film? Kids are burning to death at the end. I did add that. I don't know if they're burning. I can understand dislike of children, but active I don't burning think I, of children. I don't think we're going to cremate the kids. Okay, okay, just... <laughs> Just throwing that in not, there. Not on screen anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. might die. We'll hear them. Off we'll hear them scream off, off screen. Yeah. 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 They might not necessarily die. They might just disappear. <laughs> oh, that's worse. Not in able many to ways. say. Why did so you look at me ominous. when you said that? It's <laughs> <laughs> not a threat. I'm not bringing my new child anywhere near you. Jeez. <laughs> Or um, the old one. Or the old Don't one. Don't forget that one. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm oh a name, like, like Kent or uh, or Richard. Absolutely or something. not Kent. No. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. At least I, it's good I, to I, know I what you don't like, want it to be. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I don't want it to be Keith or Kent. Mm. I want it to be kind of like simple. But, but like maybe like bear, but in a different language that oh. something that means bear. Okay, like an Ursa. like an Aboriginal Ursa. word, like a native. What? Urso. 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 Yeah. What are you Ursa. saying? Ursa. 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 Ursa
Ursa's the uh, Latin genus name mm-hmm. for bear, but bear. we're saying that these kids wouldn't call this missing link thing by Ursula. its genus name. Yeah. Ursula. That's not... Bruno. No and no. Okay. <laughs> Ursula, <laughs> Disney villain. Yvette. Bruno, already Disney hero. Huh? Yvette? I heard someone say Yvette. Yvette. I don't know. It's too posh. I think we workshop this one. I think Yvette so would be able to say So I learned the other day <laughs> that the word for honey... In Indonesian is madu. Madu, mm. that's cute. Madu, no, I could vibe with madu. Honey, honey madu. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Done. That's grand. Like Winnie the Pooh likes honey. Yeah. So this thing is so in the way that the Okja creature is like sort of hippo, pig, and cow. This is koala, kangaroo, and bear. So it has a little bit of bear yeah. trait in it. So sort of okay. Yeah. All right. And somehow it's cute still. Um, what do you mean somehow? I don't know how. I still I need it to be explained. I don't understand. It's got a massive tail and it climbs a tree. I mean, I not of... offensively massive. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like maybe wait, wait, it's like scaled on. down towards like wallaby sized. Oh, okay, okay, what, okay. What in our current uh, known crocodile. species has an, an offensively long tail? Crocodile. Right. No, <laughs> crocodile. Crocodile. It's too arrogant. It's too arrogant, isn't it? Yeah. It's got yeah. all the mouth. It doesn't need the tail, does it? So it's too much. Yeah. Um, all right, I can imagine it being cute. Okay, I love it. So these these <laughs> changed people... his mind really quick. So who are the people? <laughs> who are the people who have to save it then? If they're not going to be a bunch of Indonesian kids that die horribly in a fire, who are the people that save this? Who are the they in this film? Does anybody else have any ideas as well, Molly? What I do really you... want them to be like environmental hippies. Okay, nice. Okay. Yeah. The... And they're trying to convince the world that global warming is real. Yeah. And the only way to prove it is to save this like little magic it's, creature. It's just okay, it's a magic creature now. Okay. And then save the people. Oh, that's deep. So they start it in an attempt to so like, show the world. Oh. Yeah. That's one of them. Wrong. One of them is the radical. There's always a radical in the group, mm-hmm. right? So the radical mm. in the group sets the fire unbeknownst to like yes. their lover, who is like the real peace loving one in the group. So like they have that rivalry yes. going on right at the end in the third act about like, is it the mm. right thing to have done? And their child dies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dan is like, I'm so sorry that it went to this, Dan. Like, <laughs> No, it's not just that. It's the fact that Molly Grace Cutler, who is an extraordinary musician mm-hmm. and sings every live every day into a microphone, just used the worst microphone technique I've ever heard. <laughs> so not only did she raise her voice. For and the child dies, but she literally she threw herself yeah. at the microphone to triple the sound I that was she was passionate. Thinking. I'm sorry. Yes, passionate doesn't mean peaking my microphone. <laughs> Especially when the child dies. The child that's dies. Like... That's. <laughs> but you know, you need like you need that great. You need child death. Yeah, like... Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you're fridging a child is what you're doing now. Fridging. Yeah. I just want to interject. We are recording this at. at at midnight so spirits yes, are very why. high yes, yeah um, and those 2am thoughts i think are being brought forwards they're gonna, they're gonna from 2am talking about these are always my thoughts Wait till we get to chris's idea okay so <laughs> all right they're environmental hippies okay here's a question based on what we were just talking about is a child yes. worth saving more than any creature on the on the earth is there a creature i think that's quite a good philosophical question to come out of this film into the fire mm. right like is a is a child if you had a child and then any other animal is it would you always go for the child 
or would there be an animal that sways no. you or are they on the same sort of wavelength? Molly would go for I the animal. I would go for the animal the 100% of the time. What if it was an ugly animal? Crocodile, okay. offensively Better long looking tail. than a child. <laughs> okay. What we've discovered today is that I don't think I want to live with Molly <laughs> while we travel around on this tour. Oh I definitely don't want my children anywhere near Because <laughs> <laughs> she would sacrifice them for a cat, by the sounds of it. <laughs> she said it. She's admitted it. She actually said it out and loud. And even a cat, which is which is contentious. I mean, I would. I'm. Yeah. You know, even if you would save an animal, the cat would 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 go. I reckon the cat can save itself. It'd be entirely ungrateful. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it would, anyway. it? yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I think we've got basically like Act Two and Act Three of this film, right? You know, the sort of it can't be fire from the get go. I think there needs to be some yeah, yeah. some stuff Good in the point. beginning in the build up yeah. and then stuff like that. That's the thing I want to that's what I want to know from you Molly. What is the okay. what is the the opening sort of third of this film before then the the radical creates the fire? Did they find <laughs> out how they find out about this thing? How are they trying to convince people about the global warming? Okay, I think definitely the child discovers the creature. Cool. I think the hippies live in like a commune in the forest mm-hmm. or like near to. And the child's like having a fun day out mm-hmm. and stumbles across. Uh, Symbols across the strange. Yeah. Madhu. Stumbles creature. across the, the strange. Madhu. Okay. The Madhu. The Madhu. Yeah. And then goes to tell its parents. What's that first meeting like don't... when they see the Madhu? That's what I want to know. I assume it's... Assume. Assume like it's already existing. <laughs> you have to win um, into existence. Yes. It is. <laughs> I imagine... Um, you see my neighbour Totoro? Uh-huh. Yes. Bit like that. Like a big fluffy thing in a bush. Yeah. And then... And then this child kind of like... Pops out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he's like, what is this? And they sort of like kind of... Because I think it's quite... I don't know. I feel like it could be quite big. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Bigger than the child. Yes, for sure. Bigger than the child. Yeah. Would it eat the child? Yeah, it could do. Could no. it? If it wanted to, though, it could. The child doesn't know to begin with, maybe. Yeah. But that's, so that's nice. The, that's, that's, that's the willy about me. It's yeah. that innocence of, like, of, you know, not knowing if something's um, going to yeah. eat you or not. The natural predator doesn't mm. know what natural yeah. predator is in its habitat. It sees something yeah. cool and it's, it's, cu- it's, it's curious, not judgmental. Yes. Yeah. And I think they both kind of like startle each other mm. and then be kind of be kind. Do they have something that makes, that that brings them in, com- what do they have that makes mm. them, yeah. they need something in common, I think. Yeah. Why do they become friends? Unlikely friends. I don't know if they become friends. We're getting a real insight into Molly's brain mm. Yeah. <laughs> No one likes anyone, but secretly they want to all kill each other. <laughs> do, they, do they like the same fruit or honey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's honey. the honey that yeah. attracts it. And that's Maybe the kid has it. a sandwich. Yeah, honey sandwich. God, I haven't had a honey like... sandwich in ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Oh, so I love like... a honey sandwich. You can have one in the break now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's taken like a little lunch with him for exploring in yeah, the forest. Yeah, a little tiffin. And he like yeah. falls over a rock or something or a root of a tree. Smacks his head a bit because yeah. the child is injured. Like, yeah. oh, don't know where I am, where I am. And then he sees like a fluffy, snuffly thing yeah. rooting around in his lunchbox. Mm-hmm. 
eating the honey eating sandwich. the honey sandwich, and then like turns around and is like big teeth, and then the child's like, ah! and it screams back, and it's like, ah! so like Stitch in Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that vibe. Okay. okay. <laughs> now we're there. Now this yeah, is yeah, all yeah. animated as well, isn't it? Yes, it is all animated. Okay. And what style of animation? Because when you think of like forest fires, you think of like it, it, fern it, gully. Yeah, or like, but you can have like it can Studio be Ghibli. so sort of evocative. I was watching like portrait artists. This is gonna both like put my age and my, that I'm middle class. But I was watching portrait artist or Sky, <laughs> um, and this person, the person who won one of the series, did. Oh, it was landscape artist. So that's even that puts me even older than if I was enjoying <laughs> portrait artist. But there was like um some fire that was. It was just incredible. The light, the light of the fire was. It felt like it was coming out of the screen. So, do, what sort? Is it just going to be standard cell animation? Is it going to be um, computer generated, or how are you going to? What style are you bringing to us so that when we see the fire, we feel the imp, feel the heat of it? Basically, is what you want, right? Yes, <clears throat> I very much am a big fan of the Studio Ghibli animation. Uh-huh. I have a weird thing with animation, actually. There's only certain things I can watch. I really don't like animation that's like overly 3D. Uh-huh. Mm. It really messes with my eyes and I find that I detach mm. quite a lot okay. from the story. So I really like like the watercolor style animation. Mm. Okay. Like um, um yeah. the Princess Kaguya or something like that. Like they that one yeah. had like an amazing yeah. cuz you could really feel that you know, that, mm-hmm. with that it was watercolor. With that it was almost like you could feel the brushstrokes in the water. But with this, yeah, it's you like it evokes the emotion of yeah. this stuff rather yeah. than the reality of it. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. And obviously, it's have the... a great score. Do yes. we? By Joe Is... Hisashi. How do you pronounce yeah. it? Hisashi. By Joe. By the great Joe Hisashi uh-huh. from Studio Ghibli fame. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm there. Do we feel Absolutely. like the forest itself becomes like a fifth character for us? The... Interesting. Are the colors and the sort of the uh, foliage that we see and the flora and the fauna representative of like the moods of that time, like when they're happy, they're seeing lots of birds when it gets and then that sort of the forest becoming fiery and red mm. and everything like that and sooty and black and charred. And that sort of is almost like it being it's like a withering character. and dying of one of the characters yeah. of the film. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to make people cry. A representation representation of the rage of the radical. Do you Uh know what I mean? That fire. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Mate, I've I've been feeling like the rage of the radical over the last couple of years, right? For sure, I've been feeling the pull <laughs> of the of the of like standing on punch a, the head clean off man, punch the head with, clean with off. Man. <laughs> this, has this before? He's coming out. You know, I'm thinking I'll, I'll I'll march on something, man, if I feel it strong enough. So like that, I think that might be a good film to come out like post pandemic. So people are like, and we're feeling mm. like the you know climate change being a thing. Um, yeah, I'm sort of I'm 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 feeling it. So would it would it ever get a would it ever get a sequel or, or does it have a prequel? Does it have, I know some of the Ghibli stuff, they have done a few sequels, but only to, to sort of to the more serious stuff. I, have, but stuff. I think I'd like it to just be a standalone. Yeah. I don't like milking things too much. Yeah. Except the kangaroo. Also, what is the sequel beast. to the child dying? <laughs> I saved a comment there so Yeah, hard. me too. <laughs> oh, stop it. It wasn't <laughs> a rude one. Was it not a rude one? <laughs> No, it wasn't. You could have spared us this if you'd said it. Mine was the rude one. I know. (laughs) Mine that's gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does it? Does it get like? Is it you? Is it forwarded by any particular um, 
I was going to say ecological figure, but that's not the right term, is it? But like, does it have a, you know, like an Attenborough cameo in it? Yeah, exactly. Does he? Does like oh, at the beginning of it? Oh, it has that. to. Yeah. It's the narrator. He has to narrate it. Yeah. 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 But how would he? He would narrate it like it was like a fairy story, maybe. But like one of those and dark so fairy stories that you know is oh, takes yeah. over the rest of the forest, and here we see what's the name of Madu running for their life. Oh, that's good. That's what it'd be like. That's pretty good. Here, here we um, see. Also, no, I think two. the no, that's what was that? <laughs> that's the guy who plays <laughs> Dumbledore in the first Harry Potter film. <laughs> Richard, oh, Richard, Richard Harris. Harris. I just did a Richard Harris instead of a uh, instead of recently, a Richard Attenborough. Recently found out. Jared what? Jared Harris's dad. I did not know yes, that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Did not know that. We should have really, shouldn't we? I remember when I found out Donald Sutherland was Kiefer Sutherland's dad, and I felt like a right tool for not knowing that beforehand. That was pretty obvious. But, uh, but yeah. Um, and I think the child who now hasn't died yet, but um, should <laughs> but be will. voiced by Millie Bobby Brown. No, I hate her. That's why I think it should be. <laughs> oh, because she will die. Yeah, and, yeah. and it'll be marketed yeah, but like that. she's too old now. She's, uh, I don't know if you know how animations work. But quite <laughs> well, I know. Oh, but now we want to... I want to deep delve into why you hate Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. <sighs> There's not enough time. She no, won't okay, listen to enough. this, so you're all right. We'll do a bonus just episode. One reason. We'll, we'll devote a bonus voice, episode. One. Her voice. Okay. The way she speaks to... That's kind of the same That's thing. Like... I'll go with it. <laughs> no, but there's the tone of voice and then there's how she speaks okay. to people. Yep, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, okay, no, fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she has like... ideas above her station, doesn't she? And unfortunately, she'll probably get there, which is even more upsetting, I think, in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's just been like prime subject to being a young child star. Mm-hmm. So therefore she's crazy. I'm seeing this sort of hatred for children again coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, no. I think this I've is an got the, um, Molly. I think I've got the hashtag for this episode, burn Millie Bobby Brown. How is this like hashtag not all children? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kid life matters. <laughs> all um, right. Uh, oh, I feel fairly. I feel fairly confident that that's that, that I have. That I have the you know the sort of the the, the thrust of this film. So, is there anything mm. else that you feel like you haven't given us uh, before we move on? Because I I feel if yeah. I could bring Heath Ledger back from the dead, yeah, I'd big love... if, yeah, well, the, <laughs> big if, big if, if I could. Is... With, no, no, I want to hear this line. Hold on. Well, as I say, with Slash you, you can set it in any era, can't you? Yeah, so you could yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. could be alive. So yeah. Millie Bobby Brown could not be alive, yes. and Heath Ledger could be alive, yes. yeah. <laughs> and it could be like two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good year. And he could play a very charming, adorable side character. Yeah. Yes. In fact, no. <laughs> he could be the radical. He's the radical <gasps> who sets the fire. Pre- when? What year did he do the Joker? Two thousand. Eight, eight-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Was that okay? This is what got him the Joker job. Okay, I love it. Oh, was his was his method acting Molly's doing face. to That's the smug face. No, can I just say that that was the smug face that we were saying that Ryan might make. <laughs> Molly's yeah. just. We, I've seen Molly's smug face, and it's 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 with that golden. That's it. You know that's good, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Fair. That's enough. me taking credit for Heath Ledger's career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's welcome, by the way. That's what you'd <laughs> hope, because then he'd have to thank you personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see. I yeah. see. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay, then in that case, then I think the best way to end it is for you to then tell us who would play his love interest, who would then be the sort of the non-radical of the two, right? The one that wants more peace yeah. than, you know, you can't get peace without also peace, you know, not war. Mm-hmm. Who is this person that, that 
that plays opposite him? I kind of want it to be a dude. Yeah. Mm. And I kind of want it to just be Hugh Jackman. Yes. <laughs> I mean, fairly famously, he did do the two dudes film, Heath Ledger. I feel like he'd be typecast. Heath Ledger, yeah, he... broke back. Okay, but wouldn't he be typecast if he kept doing that? No, I don't no, know. this would is he... the thing that got him broke back. Okay. Got, got him broke back. Got him exactly. And they were like, oh, he plays a gay lover, but he's also crazy. Yeah. Let's stick him in a cowboy movie and make and him Joker. a supervillain. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. versatile. Thanks for that, Molly. That was, um, I was going to say it was a very good idea. It was, it was, it hideous. was, it it was, was hideous. No, it wasn't it? It was as, it, I tell you what, it was like the beast itself, the creature itself. So if you imagine the creature to be beautiful, it was a beautiful pitch. If you imagine the creature was hideous, then you might have another thought about and it. And child but murdering. Yeah, there, yeah, there yeah, were, yeah, there yeah, were yeah. child murders in there. Save the cute um, bear, though. But, but listen, I was I was there for it. Like Grave of the Fireflies, man. That's an animated film that doesn't shy away from child murder, right? Right? Damn so, right. Yeah. So sometimes it's important. You, your enthusiasm um, is extraordinarily scary. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, just, I just know how excited people get about Ghibli films. It's, it's a normal level of excitement. Um, they're amazing. Um, but saying that, being it being sort of you know magical and all that no musical numbers chris and no organized crime so no not in this version no No. we'll find we'll find a link but we'll find a way so we'll have to bear that in mind um right life Uh, uh, finds a way (laughs) life finds a way i'm gonna do all everybody else's impressions i'm gonna do in my richard harris um (laughs) right into the fire who have we got next? We have uh, Dan. Dan, is it you yes. that has, has an idea for Into the yes. Fire? Okay. Yes, I do. So I was um, I was doing my prerequisite sort of, you know, research mm-hmm. um, and prep for the, as I always do. Oh, of course. Slash cheap. Of course. And um, I, I typed in Into the Fire, Into Google. That's, that's what you do, right? <laughs> you um, cheat. Well, no, yeah, no, because right. you got to find out the like the phrase and what it might do, see if there's any sort of inspiration, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And actually, in this particular case, it's a absolute rip off. But it's because, and I'll tell you why, mm-hmm. it's because there's a book called Into the Fire, a first-hand account of the most extraordinary battle in the Afghan War. And I was like, oh, I'll have a look at this, see if it inspires okay. me, or whatever. Okay. And then, and then I read it. I was like, this. This has to become a film. If if it isn't a film now, it it's got to become a film. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this out. This is my film pitch. Uh, in the fall of 2009, Taliban insurgents ambushed a patrol of Afghan soldiers and a Marine advisors in a mountain village called Ganjilal. Firing from entrenched positions, the enemy was positioned to wipe out 100 men who were pinned down and were repeatedly refused artillery support. Ordered to remain behind with the vehicles, 21-year-old Marine Corporal Dakota Meyer disobeyed orders and attacked to rescue his comrades. Right. With a brave driver at the wheel, now this is where it gets full-on halo, right? Mm -hmm. With a brave driver at the wheel, Meyer stood in the gun turret, exposed to withering fire, rallying Afghan troops to follow. Over the course of five hours, he charged into the valley time and again, employing a variety of machine guns, rifles, grenade launchers, and even a rock 
Maya repeatedly repulsed enemy attacks, carried wounded Afghan soldiers to safety and provided cover for dozens of others to escape in supreme acts of valour and determination. Okay. In the end, Maya and four stalwart comrades, an army captain, an Afghan sergeant major and two marines cleared the battlefield and came to grips with the tragedy they knew could have been avoided. For his actions on that day, Maya became the first living marine in three decades to be awarded the Medal of Honour. I mean, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That's your film. Okay. It's it's unbelievable. It is, particularly like, the rock part. That was, that was interesting, yeah. using a rock as a as a weapon. Uh, when I can only imagine... That they ran out well, of but bullets. It's, it's, the, the, the book is written by Dakota Meyer themselves. Great name, by the way. Also, yeah, great name. But he genuinely received the Medal of Honor yeah. from Barack Obama. So is it a historical fiction? Is it a real... Is it like a... Or no, it's, is, it's, a, it's, it's a real, a genuine first-hand account of what okay. happened. So I guess the question is, are we going to go down... So what we're doing is we're actually going to cast and put in the sort of cinematographers, directors, all, all of that sort of... Mm-hmm. All of those people, we're going to put them in for this film, for the adaptation of this film is, is what you're thinking. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking. So the first question is, do we do a Clint Eastwood and do we go um, everybody who participated in the event is playing themselves? You know, like he did with uh, that thirteen seventeen or whatever it is, the fifteen yeah, seventeen to Paris. So he got the I real mean, people involved in the event, non-actors, um, yeah, being all being themselves. Yeah. So are we doing that thing, Dan? I mean, you're all actors. Are you going to leave the actors behind and say, no, we don't need them anymore? Real people are going to play themselves because it worked out so well for Clint Eastwood. Or are we going to cheaper? A cheaper, yeah, absolutely <laughs> cheaper. That's um, what Clint Eastwood meant by that. Yeah. Um, or who are you going to give us for Dakota Meyer himself? Have you seen a picture of what Dakota Meyer looks like, by the way? Yeah, he's, he's, he's imagine every sort of American Marine jarhead that you'd imagine. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm there. With great respect to a person that managed to save hundreds of lives yeah. single-handedly. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, is, this, is this one of those where it's an unknown that rises to stardom? Yeah, like a, like a Millie Bobby Brown, you might say. Like a Millie Bobby Brown <laughs> yeah. kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a Heath Ledger before he was famous. <laughs> and dead. <laughs> I, I, I sort like of see it. Well, it appears that there is, based on the, the rogues gallery that you described, there appears to be like a nice variety of actors we can get in, right? Yeah. So we've got an Afghan corporal. Two Marines and Dakota. Afghan Corporal's definitely got to be played uh, by Riz Ahmed, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, let's let's not worry about like the exact sort of... Because that's what they do in Hollywood, isn't it? They don't worry about the, yeah. where people come from. They just go, well, he's brown. Kind of brown. Yeah. In you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's brown and in vogue. Let's put him in. So yeah, yeah. of course, Riz Ahmed, if this is starring in the Hollywood... Let's say we're doing the Hollywood version of this film. It would or be... Or Dev Patel. You got, they, they're going to fight it out, aren't they? The two yeah. of them. They That's are. what's going to happen. No, Dev Patel plays the lead um, Taliban sort of, you know, the one. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, he's, he's going featured for a prominently side, with, he? when they have that sort of Arab music that plays yeah. every time you see his face. <laughs> yeah. And there's I, Dev Patel looking down the camera. I feel yeah. like cool. we can do this because we're Indian, by the way, <laughs> yeah. which makes us vaguely brown. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I feel like Dakota. Yeah. You know, like the way that uh, Jordan Belfort actually like appeared in the Wolf of Wall Street, like at the end. 
like mm. in the little cameo. I think Dakota Meyer will be like someone in the beginning of this, wouldn't it? He'll be Military like military advisor. He's like, he's yeah, like yeah, all, you know, yeah. Yeah, the one telling Dakota not to go in, to stick with the vehicles. Mm. Yeah. Like at, at base camp. He'll be like... Or, or the one at base camp saying, he should go in. And everyone's <laughs> ignoring him. And so like every now and again, he's like, that's my boy. As he goes in. <laughs> he's actually... I thought this Can is I terrible. jump in on that? Please, yeah. please. Yeah. At no point has he been reprimanded for disobeying orders. No. <laughs> at no at no point they went, hang on, by the way, you're a soldier and you should have actually obeyed the orders here. I'm not saying he should have done. Well, but, so we know yeah. who Chris is going to play in this film, don't we? <laughs> so... No, that's you're a excellent disgrace. point, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We know, well, now we know you're a stickler for the rules. I'm, I like that. I like that. And it, it is important. I don't know, like, what message does that send forward, right? Because I've I've done my stint in the civil service. I know I know what the <laughs> chain of command is for. So it's like, is it acceptable? This is, I like to get to the heart of matters. Like, you know, like is a child more expendable than a than an animal? Um, yes. It, <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Unless it's a cat. Um, is it acceptable <laughs> for someone to break the rules like this, even though the the entire army functions on the chain of command without that? They're just people murdering people, right? So yeah, because on a command... bad day, he just drove in and got blown up and lost um, ten to twenty grand's worth of army equipment more. <laughs> yeah, you know, more. he, he, he got more. lucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, way more. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so I learned the driver thing interests me as well. Like we need a good, like supporting good driver. driver, like actor. For Lewis that. Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, in his first starring role. Right, because of of course they transition. Like, what do they say? It's like, oh, I honestly can't remember it now. But there's an adage about like, uh, rock stars want to be like directors, directors want to be actors or something. There's like this whole thing, but everything goes up to acting, right? So like, Lewis Hamilton, he's nothing. You know, he's nothing. He steps out of the car, he's a nobody, right? He gets so he gets out of the Mercedes. He needs to get like onto film, and the and the only way to do that is to put him in a car right so mm. when i like that chris I, I'm, I'm on board with that when i was uh for, uh back in Ellsbury, i was talking to a friend of mine whose brother went to the army uh, as as a as a driver and they had to part of their training they had to drive a full speed in a forest blindfolded like as if they'd been gassed uh, just listening to the they're like a co-driver basically like telling them what to do and it wasn't like they could like creep through. It was like they had to go like as if they're under attack. Um, How many scenarios are they going to get into in that? But like you have to train yeah. for that to be able to listen to a co-pilot basically and work fully on instinct. And like if they're telling you like nudge to the right, nudge to the left, and you are completely blind. So I think this idea of this driver, the Lewis Hamilton extreme rally driving. Mm. That, isn't yeah, it? but it's like it's like the Dakar rally, isn't it? It's like across you know desert plains and rocks you know and sheer like, drops on either side he's and... the driver right but then this thing happens in like the end of the second act of the third act where he actually gets blinded so like that's it he's done now but what he can do right by like shrapnel what he can do is get everyone out alive so he knows the route so he's the mm. he's now the co-driver and some other person has to be the driver and they have to coordinate with each other you know the two people who hated each other throughout and the entire it, it film and it would be one of those hollywood thing. things where like they they get the source material and the source material is is by that blurb epic and they just embellish it you know you never yeah, actually went blind and then you have all the articles come at the end of it like true story of actually what happened and it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> we spoke yeah. to Dakota directly so i mean I'm, 
I'm not sure how you embellish over most of that. <laughs> I'm really excited to read a bit about how he fought them off with a rock. That's the. <laughs> I mean, that's I probably wish... like that's probably the most gruesome bit because like a bullet's a bullet, but he actually yeah, had yeah. to get a rock and Up cave someone's like skull in. In Saving Private Ryan, the bit that I cannot watch is the bit with the knife at the top of the tower. Mm. I just can't. It, I can't Slow. watch it Just mm. the thought about it just makes me. Oh, yeah. So, well, <laughs> speaking about like Seven Private Ryan, so most war films, most war films, I say, are anti-war films, right? So, like by their definition, mm-hmm. like there there is a glory and a heroism to them, I suppose. Uh, sometimes necessary, sometimes not, but they're anti-war films. So, how will this film also champion the the anti-war message, or will it? Will it be a Peter Berg type film and just be like a complete? Like well, I guess the only Michael way it could be anti-war, film. it'd be anti-military, isn't it? That this guy, like Chris said, is that yeah. the chain of command yeah. would let all these people die, but you know, a true American patriot went in there and got them out. Yeah, you know, like storming the Capitol. You know, like just exactly. You know that <laughs> that's all you have to do. Yeah, <laughs> we are wild. Um, is it, does he do something like he gives his medal of honor to like a, a bum? That's what he does. I don't need this thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, Obama gives it to him and he does all the ceremony and he he's like, I'm tired, of this, I'm tired of the ceremony. You know, all these orders. This is my last order. And they like, I ordered this bum to take this medal of honor. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered this bum to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think like. I mean, as films get drafted right in Hollywood, they do stuff like that, right? So someone will definitely come on and do a draft like that, you know, where he gives mm-hmm. away his Medal of Honor. But then the guy himself, Dakota Meyer, will come back and say, no, no, you can't, can't do that. That's the one yeah, thing I won't allow you to do. He's definitely um, sort of consultant on it. Yeah. And I think he, um, I think they do some of the stunts or whatever, or some of the sort of the fighting. And he comes in and it's like there's a whole documentary where he comes in and he... He recorrects all the things to be more brutal than than the stuff the, 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 they thought it was. This is super cool, and he's like, "No, no, no!" His eye exploded off the back yeah. of this. We need that, and so that's not this the. Is director's I remember cut, how it felt right? when his liver got punctured. It's not the know, director's kind of... cut. It's going to be the hero's cut. That's what it's advertised at. Yes, as, the hero's right? cut. Love so it's it. just going to say "hero's this... cut" on it, all in the banner going... at the top of the director's cut. I'm going to go really meta with this, but you know the way that like Danny Trejo became an actor because they were filming. Uh, boxing scenes in his prison and he was like you don't box like that you box like this and then that's what made him become an actor so Dakota yeah. comes in and is like no 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 you hold the gun like this and like that and then that's how he you know, he's like oh God. Oh, maybe I can maybe I can do this maybe yes. I can be an actor <laughs> so they they had Mark Wahlberg playing him to begin with nice yes. of and, course um, they did yeah. of course they yeah, did yeah and uh, and Mark Wahlberg halfway through shooting whilst Dakota's giving him all this information. He's like, no, no, no. Mm. This isn't in a, my in a, role. In a this Bostonian is your accent, role. Please, Dan. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Um, no, no, he says no. It's, no, no, Harry. This isn't my role. And he says it's, it, it's your role. So halfway through the filming, Mark Wahlberg steps back and becomes a colonel yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah. And Dakota takes over the lead role. That's a great idea. And he has a family at home. And his wife mm-hmm. is, a, as they always are in these films, they shouldn't be, but they're always like a sort of nagging shrew. Why are you in the <laughs> army? Why are you fighting for America? Why? It's horrible, isn't it? They always do that. So in Hollywood, they'd yeah. absolutely do that, wouldn't they? They'd have like, and it would be, not, I mean, Natalie Portman or someone. It, they'd definitely have a daughter 
and the daughter would be Millie Bobby Brown. We know that now. Yes. Stop it. Right. Yes, the daughter would be Millie Bobby Brown. Okay. And Millie Bobby Brown, halfway through, gets so upset with her dad being away mm. that she kills a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and pins like a Medal of Honor that she's drawn out of like yeah. piece, a piece of paper on the dead cat. That's and, that, no, and that's no, a metaphor kills, for something. She kills the cat with the rock. And then she's like, yes. I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this poor, this poor hero, or alleged hero. I don't know. I don't know the circumstances. You know, like, but the truth. You know, the truth. But yes, this alleged hero's book is. is I feel bad now. <laughs> it's a no, real we've person. Made it, we've never bring, made it better. No one has ever brought a real person's source material to the YouTube table before. Yeah, we have. have. We? Dan's done like the story of like flip and flop or whatever for one of his crisscross or whatever for that one. Yeah, that was that was a pretty desperate attempt at a pitch. That one. This one feels feels pretty solid. Okay. Well, I I just I wanted to point something out. So there's a book I think called Unbreakable, which a sim a, a, a similarish kind of story, but it was a book about a uh, a war an, an Olympian who um, got drafted into the war was like a, a yeah. fighter pilot like and then his plane got shot down they're in shark infested waters and he had to basically like fight he had to and then they got attacked by a japanese fighter so it was like stay in the boat get shot jump in the shark infested water and he jumped in the water fought sharks off and then got back in and so that kind of those like real Does life it not stories. make you things like this make you feel like, like fucking like, I don't useless know about you. we're like yeah we, <laughs> we play we play music on the stage and we're like, God, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And then I, I make didn't video fight games any sharks and... off today. Or yeah, yeah. So it's That's like, so awesome. but, it is, but like that that did really well. It had um, old Jack, whatever his name is, that you like from uh, from Startup. O'Connell. I'm going to say O'Connell. I'm not Jack sure. Jack O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, Jolie had... directed that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's it it has the scope of like turning mm-hmm. these real scope. life war stories into obviously many sniper scope. Yes. Also, we've been we've been talking about Whiplash quite a lot on our show recently. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the name of the actor who's the the tutor um, in Whiplash? J.K. Simmons. Um, oh, yes. J.K. Simmons. He's definitely got to be the guy yes. that's like, don't go back in there, doesn't he? I'll come down. I'm not my tempo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll like. <laughs> He, but he, like, in the end, he begrudgingly, he's the one that presents him with the Medal of Honor. Yeah. In front of Barack Obama. Oh, he has to, yeah, he has to give the Medal he of Honor to, to Barack on. Obama yeah. to give to him. That's it. That's, That's it. One. Yeah. yeah. And he can't, and he can't defy the commander in chief, can he? So he has to do it. But he doesn't want to by then. He's crying by the end. <laughs> and he's not sure whether he should Can be in the he, army. Do real men because... cry tears if they're American soldiers? I don't think so. All men oh, cry tears. I don't, yeah. I don't think American soldiers do though. So patriots cry. Oh, yeah. they do, don't the... they? When they see the flag. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's fair. Oh, hold on a minute. I, I'm going to bring Millie Bobby Brown back into it. We can do one of those <laughs> like reunion. You know, like the military reunion. She's obviously like a cheerleader at the game, and then and then the dad comes back, and they do like one of those oh, yeah, like yeah, military yeah, okay. reunion things. Mm-hmm. Lovely. I would rather her be played by a dog, <laughs> and then the dog can meet its owner for the first time. You've seen those videos? Yes. Soldiers coming back. A dog would be much more emotionally like provoking. <laughs> Don't they say it's like they psychopaths? Came. They they connect more to to animals, animals than humans. Than, that, that's, yeah, that's especially what they children. Say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown playing a dog. Oh, that's excellent. 
Yeah. That's the one. She'll have gone from having maybe no not, hair maybe, to maybe loads not of for hair. this. Maybe not for this <laughs> film. I don't oh, you like... draw the line there. That's that's yeah. on this pitch, Dan. Like that's after yeah. all the nonsense. You after draw all the line. smashing your heads of rocks. This is based on someone's real life story. Don't make me ring Dakota up and tell you you think it's a whole bunch of pap. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this guy's this guy's a goddamn hero. He's got a medal of honor, and he could literally kill me with a rock. So no, I'm I'm not going to exactly. Okay, before we start the second half of this episode, it's worth reminding everyone listening that the winner of today's episode could go into the final, which is fast approaching. And along with four winners of the heats, there's a position for one wild card as selected by uh, you, the listener. Uh, so go back through our previous episodes, find the ones that got away, let us know on our socials and you can cast your vote. You can, if if a, if Dan was robbed, if, if someone's robbed today, if you love an idea and you 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 cannot stand that I didn't put it forwards, then let us know and we will pop it. The, the, the best one will go into the finals. And there's a possibility that it will be made into a trailer, which is what we're going to do, which, which I will talk more about. Later. So if you want to game, if you yeah. want to game the system, you can get enough people to vote Molly's idea as the special, as the mm-hmm. wild card. And then we would have to set a forest on fire. Yeah. We'd so have we to make, make a, we'd have to somehow For make an animated color. And trailer. kill children. Yes. Oh, it's going to be like it's a doable. flip. It's only the trailer. It's only the trailer, so we can just put children. them in my Animated panel. children. It's fine. Not real children. No, they're not. If they're they actors. were real children, you'd be okay with it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Don't say anything on I have, yes, recording. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is evidence A, Your Honour. <laughs> So Ryan is the dupe. Uh, most of you will already know that the dupe has not been given the title in advance. So Ryan did not know until everybody listened to this episode. Uh, it, and he did not know that the title was Into the Fire. He has had the duration of the episode to come up with his idea. So I uh, take it away, Ryan. What is your slash dupe idea for Into the Fire? All right. So my pitch for Into the Fire, um, I had a, a couple of ideas that, that sprung to mind. First one was... Uh, an alternate reality um, where instead of the film Frozen, we have Blazing. Uh, and then, you know, they sing, instead of singing Into the Unknown, they sing Into the Fire. Um, mm-hmm. But I couldn't really have a whole one on that. It's the DreamWorks thought... version of Frozen, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought maybe we've got uh, Into the Fire would be uh, an X number of years follow up to the Fire Festival um, debacle, that okay. whole thing. Yeah, um, mm. but I never watched that documentary, so I couldn't actually uh, comment on that one. So <laughs> Dan's not often not. not often read or watched any of the subject matter he, he no. pitches on either. Um, if we had it's more true. time, he might have actually read Into the Fire, which genuinely would have been interesting. I would have loved to have done that. I think I will. <laughs> Maybe get an audiobook of it. Um, I think you probably can get an audiobook. Yeah, but here is my idea of Into the Fire. So similarly to Molly's idea, uh, it would be centered around natural disasters happening. Uh, the Ring of Fire, which is uh, the tectonic area in the Pacific Ocean, where there's lots of volcanoes and things like that. As, um, and actually, Molly, you'd be happy to know that there are... The children do die in this film because there'll be like big yes. lava flows overflowing that will nice. like you know take over, completely bring cities down to, to okay. rubble. 
Um, but you know, you may not see it, but you know, you can imagine it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll so, know. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is that they there's all this activity like in and around the in the Ring of Fire and everything that, and they you know you sort of have this this idea of like the Martian and Interstellar those kind of things where they get all like the 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 heads of people together to try and figure out like the you know the world's smartest um, geologists, which will all be from mm-hmm. America. Um, because mm-hmm. that's where they, and it's like probably Gerald Butler or something Standard. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, so they they're like, okay, I think to figure out what is causing, like, they all seem to be coming from an epicenter from like one of the 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 big volcanoes or whatever. We need mm-hmm. to like investigate it. We need to go into the fire. So they need to basically like I drop. See. They need to they need to sort of nice. do like a drop, kind of like the core, if you remember that. And then they have to like create, they have to get all of the world's resources to make like a, a sort of like a pod shuttle that will drop them into mm-hmm. the lava and then be able to power through and and extract them out. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, I think we need to go in and investigate what's actually happening from inside. And then maybe they can probably like do something like set off like a cryo explosion that will... Yeah, like allow it to seal flash and freeze it. They'll use words flash like freeze flash it, freeze, right? Won't they? Yeah, flash freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they and they they flash freeze it with like moon particles or something <laughs> like that. They've got to bring something down yeah. from the ISS, love. basically. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Flash okay. freeze it with love. Um, <laughs> at least my my heart feels frozen from all the love. Flash frozen for the love I don't have. Still single as time of this recording. Um, but here's ah. where shit gets cool. So right. pod gets oh, built, good, right? It's not cool yeah. enough already. No, no. In fact, it's really hot, fiery, fiery hot. Um, they plunge themselves in, and they they build the pod, and they um have the the team go in, and as they like get to the bottom of this volcano, it's not the tectonic plates that's making this happen. It's a thing. It's no. like. Some it's a kind kangaroo, of like... uh, koala, <laughs> beast thing with yeah, a medal like of a honor. lava kraken, a lava kraken. Yes. Oh, in fact, actually, on, that's, that's really amazing. fucking cool. Yeah, it um, is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a you're lava welcome. kraken. So then, that's why like... you're the ideas man, Dan. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and they're sort of like, I imagine what will happen is they'll get to like a point where they they think it's just it's just going to be lava all the way through, and they'll sort of like spaloosh through it, and it will be like a protective, some kind of like, I don't want to say a dome. Um, but like, I don't know, some kind of like artificial gravity or like the forces of the earth are like, are like pushing and pulling the lava. So it creates this like air gapped part in it. Um, It'd be some kind of centrifugal force, even though means they mean centripetal. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Perfect. And someone will explain it by like folding a piece of paper and sticking a pencil through it. Always. Like event horizon. <laughs> always and do. interstellar. So and interstellar. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so it will be so th- that's it, and then they get and then it's a fucking lava kraken kicking mm. off. I don't know why it's kicking off. Probably just because it's it was their land because, originally, and we've you know because we've it, started to run out of um, fossil fuels, so people are starting to use geothermic, mm. um, uh, unlimited as we're told, unlimited power source by fracking and getting right <laughs> down into the the biggest hole in the world. But surely. It doesn't. Yes, thank you, Molly. Surely that means. Uh, anyway, we won't go into it. But so they're, they're drilling into the earth. 
because mm. fossil fuels are run out. Yeah. And now and the now the lava the, kraken pissed like, off the lava kraken. Yeah. Not in my Release house. The kraken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, lava kraken played by Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more suitable. But that's yeah, that's it. And then they've, I, I, you know, and they they'll use the they'll use the flash freezing device. Someone will have to like Armageddon it and stay behind, wouldn't they? Like to oh sure, I'll have to arm like the <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown, but a child, very young Millie Bobby Brown, yeah, eleven year old. Oh, but she's she's like one of those like like past MIT. Like MIT, oh yeah, graduate. Of course. yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's got super, glasses super on, bright. so that means yeah. that instantly yeah. we know that she's smart, yeah. obviously. And the only reason, the only mm-hmm. way that yeah. she can, like, because her hands are small enough to get into the wiring of the bomb to set it <laughs> off, like, that's the only reason why she yeah. can do it, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, and her her bitch face, her bitch face will freeze the kraken. <laughs> All right, well, she's got a bit of a bitch face. I've not, but yeah, I've I kind not, of yeah, I, so that it's sort of like yeah. so it's part part disaster movie. You know, with this whole stuff going on at the at the top, and then the sort of the the collective brains of everyone, and then but then it it just has this massive, like sci-fi twist to it. Uh, I guess it's not sci-fi because it wouldn't be. Oh science man, you've fiction, got a lava crack, and it's a sci-fi, right? It's got it's well, that's like, more like well, that is fantasy. Like I get, Cthulian, I get it, isn't but... it? You know, it's more like Lovecrafty. Well, it depends um, if the kraken is like a force of nature, then it might. You not know, like be, the way in in uh, in King Kong where they went to the, the Peter Jackson one where they went to the yeah. island and there's all those weird like beasties isn't there yeah it's that, it's that kind of thing isn't it it's like stranger in a strange land okay. and they're there and there's all these weird like lava monsters but the big thing is the kraken and it's because and they they realize it's yeah the the fracking pipelines or whatever run right. someone someone has some kind of scanner thing like oh man, this is like this is the greatest source of of natural gas I've ever seen, and then they'll yeah, and that's I'm bleeding chips. It's that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the guy who played Felix Leiter in Casino Royale. What's his name? Yeah, can't remember. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, of course yeah. it's Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. All right. That's, that's, all right. So that's why. Okay. So yeah, I think there's a one lot. question. Yeah. One question, uh, and one question only, and then I don't want to hear okay. any more about this ridiculous movie. Um, it's what. Does the crap crack crappen? Is <laughs> the crappen? <laughs> that is a title for Slashdo, but another time. Um, that's the release the crappen. <laughs> what does? Oh, I don't even want to finish my sentence anymore. I don't mm. care. Um, what does the kraken represent, man? What does the the kraken? What? Who is this crap? What is it? What you know, like the monster in a monster movie is usually well, emblematic. I just of feel like I feel like. I don't want to hear Dan's thing because he seems like. I he feel no, like I was. I was about to say we should throw that question. To our guests, yes. shouldn't we? Yeah. That feels like a, a moment here. What does the Kraken represent, Chris? <laughs> um, well, oh, the Kraken would, you know, usually just represent, you know, how we've pissed off Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if we've just pissed ourselves off mm-hmm. and we haven't realised it yet. And it's taken the Kraken to, to realise that we hate ourselves much as we hate Millie Bobby Brown. It's <laughs> a representation of, of the That's, collective human psyche. Yeah, yeah. it's dark. That, you know, that rage that we were talking that about. That is Cthulhu-esque. Sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. The unknowable, like, sort of terror. Lovecraftian. Oh, that's fun. I love it. That's great. Mm-hmm. Like, the we've created the Kraken. Yeah. We've awoken the Kraken. Time. 
Yeah. We've awoken the Kraken over time through our collective human rage. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> and just and we've drilled just, down so hard. It just had a thought of like <laughs> of like when when they get back to the surface uh-huh. and like someone goes to like give them a crack and a coke and they're like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Oh what well, you mean no, like a crack and rum? <laughs> yeah. That's the post. That's the post-credit sequence. That's the post-credit yeah, sequence. Yeah, yeah. Do you want a like, glass of crack um, and rum? They just slap out. <laughs> can I? Can I posit mm. that the um, the lead is Liam Neeson in this? Yeah, always. It's yeah. always a good suggestion. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm on board with that. <laughs> Who directs it? Who directs this one? Roland Emmerich. Uh, hmm? He's Roland Emmerich will be in the running for it. Is the guy did in the end? No, Independence I think Day it's like it's got to be uh, the guy who did. Because it needs to be like big and ridiculous enough when like they get there. Day. Are we going to go the full Michael Bay? I was just about to say yeah. Michael Bay. Is, he, is this his resurgence? Yes. Armageddon resurgence. So hold on right? a minute. Yeah, hold yeah, on yeah. a minute. Who do you think would yeah. make this more ridiculous though? Michael Bay or the guy that does Fast and Furious? Justin. Uh, oh, you think that Justin Lin? Do you think it Justin might be the Fast and Furious? It's got. It's got to be Bay though, because the, the ridiculous yeah. large grand scale of it. I think he comes on, he comes on, he gets help from someone like, oh, <laughs> it would be, he gets help from um, Guillermo del Toro and it's definitely like Doug, Doug Lehman who plays yeah. the, who plays the Kraken, isn't oh, it? Does the, a mo-cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not his name, but the guy who, put, who was in all of the Guillermo del Toro movies, yeah, who plays yeah. like the... Or, and, the and Andy Serkis, both and of them And Andy Serkis. Like, yeah, they work together. It's the Andy first Serkis, time they've done this double mocap thing. Yeah, yes. Andy Serkis is like the thing, and the other guy lays on his back and the other guy's the other arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this that's exactly it. Make this weird And they piece. get so method that they spend six months together, tied together yeah. at the waist, yes. doing day-to-day things. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. And I don't you, think the, the lava kraken won't um, the lava kraken won't speak. But because it if if it is directed by Justin Lin, then we get Vin Diesel to do like the voice, the groans for it. Yeah, mm. you know. And of course, but if it came out like five years ago, it'd be Benedict Cumberbatch because he did the voice of basically everything, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah. you know, it would have to be it would have to be him. And and he would mm. he would like spend time in immersed in a tank. With a, he with would go octopus. underground with like giant squids and, yeah. and understand yeah. the language before yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Someone, someone's like post-credit sequences like <laughs> calamari and a glass of kraken. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, that's a good. Right, let's end the pitch on Ryan's. Well, hold on uh, a minute. Do your smug face hold on the back of that. <laughs> no, I don't want any more. I don't want to hear any more of this. No, no, because. <laughs> They have to get out somehow, right? Don't they? So I think uh-huh. they'll they and we know Millie Bobby Brown sacrificed herself. They have to use like the propulsion of the of the mm-hmm. flash freeze explosion to like and they they do some kind of like cold fusion shit to make their reactor work. And like that's mm-hmm. that's how they do it. Um and then and then it'll be the thing where like you'll see the shot of them going and then like the the you'll see the volcano like ice over and you'll be like, fuck, they never made it. And then <laughs> it would, look, it would look like some kind of ice spunk though won't it oh, yeah, do you know what definitely. i mean like it would that's the problem yeah it's just like one massive ice ejaculate yeah. but the good that's thing is and that's that's where idea. we should end that that's that's where we should end the, the but, pitch <laughs> but just like the way that hawaii was created over lots and lots of time of lava flowing into water and Here creating islands these all of these explosions <laughs> all of these explosions have created new 
land masses the us to be able to spread out our overpopulated world uh, and suck up more of that water. There's the smug face. And like, it wasn't even good enough for no. the smug face this time, right? <laughs> I thought there was going to be some pun on the end of it, and it then I'll be like, yeah, fair play. But it wasn't. It was pressure. Utterly... He folded under the pressure. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm not a. I'm not a finesse shooter. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a mid game. I'm a mid game guy. You're a scatter shot. I, I fold under pressure. That's that that Molly out out smug faced you in 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 this episode already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, it'll show um, signs correct. of I'm what, growing. Also, Ryan, we're gonna have to we're gonna cut all of that end bit out. So it's like all of that, all of your smug bits. <laughs> it's all waste. The cutting room um, no, the ice okay. spunk will definitely make it to place. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. So, okay, so uh, just to recap, um, uh, we had uh, uh, briskly, uh, we had um, an animated film inspired by Okja about uh, forest fires. Uh, and within the forest fires, there was a magical creature. Molly said magical a couple of times. This is some kind of magical creature. Um, it's Studio Ghibli inspired um, and a family, let's say, because a family can include adults and then some children that can die, have to save this creature. And in doing so, save the planet, I think is sort of like the thing. Um, and I, the thing, okay, it's called Madu. That's I, I, I wasn't going to name drop it, but it's called Madu and it looks like a kangaroo and a koala and a bear. Um, and at the end of it, um, the Indonesian children burn to death. Then we had uh, a story by Dan uh, <laughs> based on the true story of a contingent of Marines uh, and an Afghan corporal. Uh, one single Marine. One a single, single Marine. marine. Defied My orders. apologies. He defied orders. He's, he defied orders. I'm not doing it justice. You read the literally read the blurb out. So in a yeah, weird sort of gorgeous. way, this is this is irrelevant. My recap. Um, <laughs> Dakota Meyer um, got the Medal of Honor, and then what I did is I wrote, "Oh shit!" I stopped making notes because I realized that I was having so much fun trying to figure out Riz, the end Riz of the story. Ahmed. That's how good it was. <laughs> I stopped making notes. So for the first time ever, and then. For Ryan's, we had uh, for Ryan slash dupe for uh, into uh, for his dupe for Into the Fire. Uh, we had a disaster movie where uh, in the center of this ring of fire, uh, it's 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 like uh, Armageddon two, and down there there is a there's an angry kraken that, unless I'm mistaken, is a metaphor for the how much we hate ourselves. Is that right? It's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stooge. It's a, it's a stand-in for how much we need we we need to still grow. There's still still stuff to go, and then something about spunk, and then it's late. So I stopped. I stopped making notes on that as well. Stop caring. I stopped caring. All right. I just stopped caring. So, uh, so I would not. I, I would normally pick a winner, um, but uh, and normally it's a t- it's really difficult. It, in fact, every <laughs> single episode, it's been normally, diff- it's, it's been really- difficult, right? Every mm. idea we've had, normally it's three ideas. They've all been absolutely fantastic, and it's really difficult. And I go through and I pick apart the merits of each one, like and and why I like it and why it should win. But then I pick a final winner. There's no way I'm going to pick Dan's or Ryan's today. It's absolutely no way their ideas were trash, right? And everybody knows it. Dan looks genuinely. No, my idea was not Dan trash. Dan looks genuinely sad. 
Um, I was like, mine is not trash. You stopped taking notes. It was so good that you got into it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's another hashtag Dan was wrong. But listen, this is why. This is why, Molly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the, the because the... otherwise she'll murder your children. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. why you have yeah. to choose her. <laughs> <laughs> I. I want to see this thing. I want to see this creature. I want to. I love the uh, the Iron Giant. I watched the Iron Giant like one time. I watched mm. it at night. Right, it's amazing. Mm. And I fell asleep, and all my friends watched it. And when I woke up in the morning, I was like, "How was it? Was it good?" It was when we had like sleepovers, this, you know, and that was a thing. Um, and they were like, "Oh, amazing!" So they all went home, and I thought, and I was still lying, you know, on the sofa in my sleeping bag, and I thought, I'll just stick it on. Ninety minutes finished, and I was in absolute floods of tears. Like, just it's just. It just gets you right there. Mm-hmm. So if there's any shades of Iron Giant, Grave of the Fireflies, Princess Mononoke, I've got some vibes of as well, right? Yes. Because of the sort of eco themes. And, and that has a weird sort of forest god in it, doesn't it? So so I was, was absolutely... So even if the other two ideas were fantastic, I think I probably would have picked something that, that felt close to my heart. I'm a big fan of, of, um, of anime as well. Um, but also it was so spirited and everybody was able to sort of toss their ideas in and you were cool with it. Um that 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 goes a long way, I think, in slash. That was as to well. avoid the mass genocide of children. <laughs> I was I on can't... board with that, Molly. I have to, have to say, I was on board with that immediately, wasn't I? I was not. I didn't jump Thank on the bandwagon you. late. I was. I was on yeah, board. Yeah, that, that'll that. be the director's cut. That's what bothers me. That, that both of you are like, yeah, this is cool. Let's just trash the kids. Like, don't worry about it. I, th- I think. Jesus. I think. Listen, it's or listen, it's two thousand and so, what is it? Twenty two. So it's, that isn't progressive. It's saying, "Oh, we kill children." That's not progressive. That's <laughs> no, it is. no one wants to a, kill them. It's a villain someone origin story. Is what's yeah, going on US, right here? Listen, a, a USK German age rating would would seize your assets and try and get you arrested for something like that. <laughs> as I've been learning at work, um, oh, really? as to how they how they how they do stuff <laughs> oh, like that. Jesus. So um, no. So Molly, I hope you're happy with the curse of winning uh, slash dupe because I because I loved Love your it. idea. So thank you very much for pitching it to us. Thank you very much. It was amazing. <laughs> um. So just just uh, Chris, Molly, do you guys want to sort of how how can we catch if people are listening to this as it comes out? Um, where are the next shows um, for Beautiful and Chris uh, where can we where can we listen to your show being pointed at by Molly <laughs> uh, yes uh, you can um, uh, you find more information about me uh, on Twitter at Chris underscore Coxon uh, and I have two regular radio shows I do Hot and Cool the Jazz and Blues Hour oh, nice. uh, that's on a Thursday night at 11 o'clock and I do a Sunday morning show uh, 60s on Sunday at 9 o'clock uh, that is all on Durham on air if you happen to be listening in the north east of England you can get that on DAB radio uh, otherwise durhamonair.com and you can listen online I took Chris's, Chris's That's 60s quiz. That was good, wasn't I took it? Chris's 60s quiz that he does sometimes on a Sunday. Yeah. And um, I got one <laughs> question right. So <laughs> it's out of four. Yeah. So it's not actually oh, a bad okay. Chris right. is like, yeah. Chris is like, don't worry about it. Um, I've, I've made them relatively easy this week. Um, yeah. And I got one. <laughs> so I say nothing more than that. <laughs> Maybe listen to it more so you can learn some more things. Um, Molly, where are we? So, um, I think we're going to be in Newcastle and then we're going down to Malvern, mm. to the lovely hills of Malvern mm. um, for the back end of this first bit of the tour. Yeah, we've got a bit in Dartford and Cambridge and I think we finished in Cardiff. Mm. 
Oh, I think you nice. picked a, a, a different accent to say Cardiff in and didn't <laughs> yeah. go for a Cardiff accent. No, I just, I just said <laughs> Cardiff in. Slatter, really... Slatter went to the northwest there. That's it, yeah. That's, that's where Cardiff is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Wait. we're going we're, we're gonna to end part one here, but uh, if, if, uh, if you'll join us again, uh, Chris and Molly, uh, for part two, uh, we're going to do the second part of our double feature. Uh, anyone listening can uh, hit us up on the social media at slash dupe. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. in the Capo Studios 2022 What's Up Danger?